0: Put your hand inside, put your hand inside the stuff in his head Throw the nano balls, throw them in the crowd Everybody wants a rock to wind a piece of string around All time one. I never thought, I never thought
1: For everyone with
0: dollar signs in his eyes, there must be hundreds That look at you as if you're some kind of rhythm stick
1: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of This Might Be a Podcast, the podcast where we break down individual songs by the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I am Greg Simpson, and on each episode, I will have a different co-host who will pick the song and discuss it with me. So, my friend David Britton picked the song, End of the Tour, off of They Might Be Giants' 1994 album, John Henry. Here we go.
0: There's a girl with a crown and a scepter who's on WLSD. And she says that the scene Isn't what it's been And she's thinking of going home That it's old and it's totally over now And it's old and it's over It's over now And it's over It's over It's over Now I can see myself At the end of the tour When the road did situations if there's any more people around when the tour runs around and if you're still around then we'll meet at the end of
2: the tour David Britton what is up David I uh, I am up I just got up I just woke up I was up very late last night uh doing what So I was hosting a burlesque show <laughs> Yes I'm back in the town where Greg and I met, Bloomington, Indiana. We've both moved since then. But, uh, yeah, I'm back in the Midwest for, like, three weeks doing a bunch of shows. Hosted a burlesque show and then went and ate greasy diner food afterwards. So it was up to, like, three or four.
1: uh, What venue? Uh,
2: At the back door. You meant for the show. I was at the back door for the show. I thought you meant where we were. What's the venue at which you were eating uh, fries (laughs) with cheese? Well, yeah, I'm
1: I'm curious about that, too. We'll probably have some Bloomington listeners just since our friends might tune in. Hopefully. uh, Yeah. So the the back door is the LGBTQ friendly. uh, If you can tell by the name, the back door. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've actually played that venue a couple times with um Outdoor Valor and I believe Minus World also played there once. So uh Alright, back on track.
2: So back the- on track. Let's talk about that cute dog behind you. The-
1: <laughs> yes, Leela is down here with me uh while I'm recording. Hopefully she behaves. I, I have gotten many uh fry uh my gray kitty cat has meowed on several podcasts and I usually leave it in I could edit out but I think you know if you have a cute little meow on the track why not
2: (laughs) yeah no one's gonna be upset about that
1: hopefully we get no annoying barking but um, Cara is out of the country right now in Barcelona Spain Um,
2: so she won't be barking it up on the podcast she won't be barking
1: (laughs) but I just didn't want to keep Lila in her crate uh, too much because I was already out of the house this morning
2: no, and, and no, now no. The, she's she, she's can, fine.
1: I've got... <laughs> yeah, I gonna, don't know what
2: she's she, doing back there. Okay, I've she got a rug
1: up on a chair because I get some little puddles when it rains. It's been raining. And now she's trying to pick at the edge of the rug. Hold on a second.
2: <laughs> You're <laughs>
1: ruining the first episode. You're
2: ruining it. Is she ruining the first episode or <laughs> is she making the first I episode?
1: I brought her down one of those Kongs, those things you can shove a bunch of treats and stuff inside. And oh, she's already, yeah. Those are great, man. She's already made her way I can go for a that. Kong
2: right now. Mm-hmm. I haven't had breakfast yet.
1: Yep. Some peanut butter and cheese. Nice peanut
2: butter filled Kong. Yeah.
1: Mm. She's already taken that down. So now she's uh, going to be annoying. I don't know. We'll see. If I need to put it in her crate, I will. Ah, okay. So anyway, at the back door in Bloomington, Indiana, you were hosting a burlesque show. And yes, and then you and ate some greasy diner food. So, where is your, your permanent place of residence these days? Not Indiana.
2: Uh, now I'm in Rhinebeck, New York, which is like halfway between New York City and Albany. Uh, it's really great, it's just this cute little town. It's like probably like 2,000 people or something. Oh, wow, but it's very touristy. It's like Tons of, like, little restaurants and shops, you know, like, people come up there on the weekend to get away from the city and, and do stuff. And then during the week, it's really empty, and you can go out and eat a bunch. It's right by the Culinary Institute of America. Wow. So all the students graduate and then open their restaurants, and it's awesome. Oh, sweet. And there's a good comedy scene uh, in the Hudson Valley. It's called the Hudson Valley area, the little area I'm in. Uh, and there's a good comedy scene there. So, Yeah.
1: Yes, David here is a a great comedian. It's been years since I've seen you do it. So I'm sure you've honed your craft even more since I saw you last. Oh, you know what?
2: I'll promote my. I got David put it. Little Davey Dave put a new album out. Go check it out somehow. I don't even know how to tell people to. (laughs) You know what? I think if you want it that bad, you'll figure it out. (laughs) Boy, I'm bad at this part.
1: So it's it's just Uh, under your name. How would. Do you, you don't know it's they... on
2: Bandcamp it's, oh cool. yeah get it on Bandcamp it, it got put out on a little label called Busy Little Beaver Recording <laughs> uh, John Handcuff started that label oh nice just a 20 minute thing but I I'm happy if, with it
1: I wonder if John's the might be Giants fan I think I gotta get him on one he, he was on an episode of Two Gregs One Podcast my first Midwest podcast now I have Best Midwestern we changed the name when I changed co hosts but he was on an episode just talking about the albums we were reviewing and you know, adding in funny little banter. So that that's having comedians on a non-comedy podcast spices up the uh, whatever the topic of the podcast may be about.
2: Yeah. Now do, would you consider this is always a big They Might Be Giants debate. Do we consider them to be a uh, a funny band? like <laughs> i know i uh, i mean they have people some call songs them, that are definitely funny yeah but they're not like a novelty
1: act by any means they're not tenacious d you know and i love that no, stuff no, no. too um there are songs that i do laugh at quite a bit if anything they're a dark comedy band because most of the stuff i laugh at is just about how bleak the song's lyrics are
2: um oh yeah hopeless bleak despair i thought about even <laughs> even even
1: song. even at the end even uh, the song we're talking supposed to be talking about the end of the tour is about never wanting to go on tour again and i'm wondering if when this came out i got into them right around the time of this album and um i wonder if like long-time fans were thinking like wait is this about them are they not going to tour anymore <laughs> oh no you know, so it's not it's not the bleakest of songs, but it is basically about like, OK, we're doing this thing, but we're going to quit. We don't like it anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I can't tell. You know what? I meant to reread the lyrics for it before this podcast. Of course I did not. But
1: let me bring them up over here.
2: I think I could do it. There's a girl with a crown and a scepter uh-huh. who's on w l s d yeah. that's obviously a reference to l s d okay we get that like
1: a radio station, but it's drugs it's a radio station and yeah. drugs
2: <laughs> and she says is it she says the scene isn't what it was, and she's thinking of going home mm-hmm. so to me, that was more about like not just uh the end of a band touring but the end of uh a whole scene, like a whole scene that developed in some like way, being like, well, you know, some people be like, fidget spinners are over, so it was like <laughs> this one woman who runs a radio show is like, this scene is over. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm over this. Hey, hold on again, Leela is at another rug. God damn it, girl, you really want to <laughs> is that
0: what you want? Is that what you want?
1: I'm going to have a lot of editing
2: to do. Thanks. I was about to say, I insist you leave all of this in because it's kind (laughs) of the best every now and then yelling at your dog. Um,
1: but to, to answer your question about them being a funny band, they are sometimes unintentionally funny, sometimes intentionally funny. Um, i'm sh- sure it's always
2: intentional like whatever the- yeah because they seem yeah. very thoughtful so i feel like it's always intentional
1: very thoughtful yes but i think maybe yeah. if you're saying something very dark uh someone who has a particular sense of humor might find it funny where other people wouldn't but yes everything in the Mope giants is very well thought over um yeah. for sure but they are not a joke band and people who call them quirky can go fuck themselves Just because they play a lot of different styles of music and they're, you know, proud, proudly nerdy. Uh, Quirky is just like a throwaway thing for critics who don't know what else to say about them. You
2: know? Yeah. I think anytime you do songs that aren't about like your major topics, like if you're not doing this song isn't about it isn't a straightforward love song or it isn't a song about drugs or it isn't a song about like politics. It's like if you do a song that has anything to do with like science or anything, it's like, oh, well, that's quirky and weird. Like, well, it's just not about one of the three things. Like, ninety percent of songs are about. So, right. This is, um, you know, I got the chance to uh, interview uh, the Johns once. Are you serious? yeah, it was real uh, on WFHB, the old radio station where uh, Greg and I used to... You ha- and I used to hang out. Uh, Dude. WFHB. They came through, and they... This is... I asked them about their song lyrics, you know? Of course. And uh, Linnell said to me, he was like, you know, everyone wants to see what's behind the curtain or what's going on behind our lyrics. And it's like, the lyrics are what the lyrics are. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, no hidden thing there really what? which meant a lot to me <laughs> no, as an artist things. I was like yeah but but you know what I also think he might have just been grumpy too I think he was I, grumpy uh, that day
1: <laughs> I've, I've read that well I've listened to some interviews and read some interviews but I've also heard from people I mean they've been around for so long there's so many interviews that Linnell is usually what? the one who will either be chatty or just like not want to talk you know Uh, Yeah, Flansburg is typically the the mouthpiece of the band and Leno will, will chime in. Was that, was that your experience?
2: You know what? I, I actually got to interview them twice and I felt like they were very like, uh, you know, they both talked a fair amount. Um, I, I do remember somebody at WFHB being like, Hey, can we take some pictures during the interview? And, uh, them just being like, no, what, <laughs> no, <laughs> what, no, I think they were just tired. And also like, I understand not wanting, but they were look like not shit. wanting to like, it's distracting. Like they're trying to play music and do an interview. Sure. Cause they were playing music acoustically oh. in the studio too. Nice. Um, I should get you some of those recordings. Yes, if I could please. Find
1: them. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, those maybe are some rarities. they could be uh bonus episodes. If you want them merit again, They could be uh we could put them in the feed here. Yeah, yeah 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 this is still a very wide open format for this podcast and uh if there's anything particularly funny you want if they talk about i don't i don't know what years this was i'm assuming it's after this album. if they happen to talk about any of the three songs that we're planning on doing uh me and you we could uh drop something in if you <laughs> or yeah, i, yeah, I yeah. or i could sort through them if you just send me the files i can see if there's anything relevant there that's awesome. One of,
2: the, one of the times was right after no came out. I remember that because that cool. was like their first kids album. So that was big. What a great name for a kid's album too. They really know their audience. Yeah, I feel right. like
1: it's the, it's every kid's favorite word. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe late, maybe later you should come on and do a song off of no at some point And then, and then we can maybe drop a clip in, but that is so oh, cool. Yeah. I've never gotten to meet them. I've seen them live. Only three times. There are so many mega fans that people like, they're almost like deadheads in a way where they will see them like 20, 30 times. And I'd gladly see them them that many times. times. I don't have that kind of money.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, yeah, I've never been, even like, they're my favorite band, but I never get obsessed with anything fan wise. Like, I just like. What I like. Well, this could get into a whole different topic where I like. I feel like people make artists into heroes when it's right. like you should just enjoy their work. Right. And if you get into them as like your hero, then you're bound to be disappointed. Yeah. Not that they might be giants, were very nice, but you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, they seem like very regular guys. And I know you know. There's always stuff coming out, especially these days, about oh, I I thought I knew this actor was a good person, and now it turns out they're horrible. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, the, they might be giants. Have been a band for so long, and it's never come out that like, oh, well, he ch- cheated on his wife. He's actually a real jerk. <laughs> uh, you know, they're they, they seem very regular. They're not heavy drug users, so they're not getting into trouble because of vices other than coffee. Uh, you know, yeah, that is cool <laughs> yeah, to yeah, know yeah. that I didn't know that they were a- your absolute favorite band. They are mine as well and i know i've have i have yeah. a lot of guests lined up who like them but probably wouldn't say they're their favorite band i've even got one guy lined up who barely knows them at all but has backed me up on some percussion doing some they might be giant songs live so i wanted to kind of get you know a different kind of take someone who's kind of just getting into them or like i forced him to right. get into them
2: um, well, you and I, we should let people know, uh, played in a They Might Be Giants cover band together, where I yes, backed you up on drums. I have, and, um, yes, I
1: have this in my notes. And uh, we did not do End of the Tour, but we will have another episode um, talking about The Bells Are Ringing, which we covered. and we Might also, be my
2: number one favorite song that they've ever done. Really? I love it so much. Okay, well, we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah. that
1: on that episode. So we did three songs off of Factory Showroom, Bells
2: Are Ringing. James K. Polk and Till My Head Falls Off, right? And then we did. did we do James K. Polk? I don't think we did because I think I did that with my other band who was also on that show. Are you sure? I think we did. We did Bells Are Ringing. Uh-huh. We did Dr. Worm. Yep. Uh, we did Till My Head Falls Off. Yeah. Wasn't there four? We did. Uh, man, we did She's an Angel. We did that. Oh.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then with uh, Andy D., an amazing uh 80s inspired dance dancey very sexual uh show you should check him out i backed him up on live drums he's usually you know drum machine me and him did versions of uh shit we did see the constellation and i think we did birdhouse in your soul
2: yeah, yeah, because I ask, I put that show together, and I asked him if he wanted to do it, and he immediately was like, I'm doing Birdhouse in Your Soul. No one else is doing it. And He said, I remember very specifically, the message said, Birdhouse in Your Soul will be done by me. I'm like, okay.
1: He's a man who knows what he very wants. Very good, Andy D. Yeah. That, oh, that, man, if you can see Andy D. Fun.
2: live, go see Andy D. live. It's like, you're going to have a good time, he unless is. you're just the kind of person who doesn't like fun. <laughs>
1: unlike they might be giants fans who their newest album is called i like fun so clearly you and i both like fun so we like andy d this is
2: what a bad fan i am i didn't even know that they had a new album coming out they're your favorite band
1: and you did not know that they put out a new album in january
2: well this is what i'm telling you is like (laughs) about just my fandom of anything like i like the thing that i like but i never feel the need to be like keep i mean i'm definitely going to check that new album out now you
1: better (laughs)
2: <laughs> but I'm just so like I'm very out of touch with everything. Luckily I have a daughter who's uh 20 so she can like let me know what's hip and new that I need to listen to.
1: Yeah, you know, but wow, 20. Wow. Uh yeah, maybe it's cuz you're so old you're just not keeping up on, you know, the the new music like the kids are, you know, like me.
2: That's 100% <laughs> true. We say it like kind of jokingly. <laughs>
1: I'm only 36 years old. I'm so young. Um,
2: uh. Uh, But that's exactly (laughs) what it's at. Well, I used to do the radio show, you know, and then I'd have to research new music every week because I didn't want to play the same shit. Sure. But now that I'm not, you know, once I stopped doing it, I'm like, well, guess I'll listen to this Misfits album for the millionth time. (laughs) Well. Guess I'll put on old John Henry again. Uh, Oh Yeah. Yeah, so I gotta listen to
1: yeah, let's uh, let's get back to end of the tour then. Already, on oh yeah, so sorry. many tangents. I, I was looking at my notes. I'm like, wait, which song are we talking about on this one? What are we supposed to be talking about? So, end of the that tour is so great. Is the closer of John Henry, the album that came out in 1994, their first full band album. Now, did you get into them? When they were still a duo or when, when abouts did you get into them? Yeah. Like What year and how old were you?
2: Definitely 1990 because it was Flood. Nice. And Flood, you could always remember what year it comes out because the title track like <laughs> mentions the year. Mm-hmm. So it was 1990. I was a junior in high school or something when that came. Oh, maybe a freshman. Maybe in my freshman year of high school. Yeah. Uh, Flood came out. I do not remember for the life of me how I heard it, how I got a hold of it. I loved it so much. I'd never heard anything like it. I, right. um guaranteed my friends would never enjoy it because I played it too much and <laughs> insisted that they all listen to it. Uh And, and they were kind of into it, uh, but they were like, we need to listen to something else now. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, it's so, kind of
1: like Cara, how she is with me now. She's like, we've listened to a lot of They Might Be Giants on this road trip. Can we listen to something else? Fine. She, do, she does <laughs> like them, but I, I'm the one that got her into them. So I think I got yeah. into them right around John Henry, though. I think the first thing I ever heard by them I didn't know was by them when I was watching Tiny Tunes and Tiny So Tunes, many
2: people this is yep. a, it was it Particle Man on Tiny Tunes
1: Particle Man there was a cartoon uh, uh Tiny Tunes uh vi- music cartoon music video for Particle Man and then one for Istanbul not Constantinople as well Um
2: So many people yeah. got into them through Tiny Tunes when I talked to people that's what they I was a little older so Yeah so you can you
1: can say you know at least two songs from Flood were the first things I ever heard by them. Right. So, uh, so you got into them on their third album. They were still a duo. They released Apollo 18, still as a duo, and then uh, ended the tours on John Henry, their first full band album. What were your opinions? Uh, since you actually already knew them when they decided to go full band, were you like all about it, or were you like, huh? I don't know. I like it with just the Johns. I like the drum machine, you know, etc.
2: I I loved the full band album. I was so excited about it. I like and so many people were kind of against it, I think. Yeah. Um Were you a drummer already like, at the time? Uh yeah, I think I was playing drums by then. So by maybe the that, that
1: maybe that might help. Or at you're, least you're in high
2: school I was a drummer. I was like playing drums in high school band. Right. I don't know if I had started playing drum set. Maybe I would like in the next year or so. But I've always been a sucker for, like, a horn section and a big full sound. And you know what? Another thing is, when I was talking to them, I always got the impression that they felt like they were pushed into, like, doing a full band album.
1: Right. Rhythm section one, Ed, even way back.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things they said was, like, that uh, every producer they'd ever had was, like, trying to make them sound fuller and bigger right. and they didn't necessarily want that and felt a little pushed. So I sometimes get the impression that they don't like John Henry that much. But I love it so they don't play a lot of songs off of it live.
1: Yeah. You know the uh the the MIP Giants Wiki TMBW dot net has a lot of stats. It's definitely for obsessives. And it says the end of the tour um, they actually do play a lot. Uh they have there are 126 known performances of this song. Now, you were also wanting to talk about Stompbox, and we'll be doing that on another episode. That one, however, um has only well only 42 known performances. I guess the one I was thinking about. Uh, but that's he, not a
2: lot considering how much they play.
1: We'll get this. We're, we're also going to talk about the bells are ringing on another episode. Two known performances. Two.
2: That's a, And we did it once. <laughs> <That's> a,
1: <laughs> that, it's counting our performance. That's one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the two. One
2: time they might be giants did it live. One time we did it live. <laughs> that's my fi- God. Well, that song is so, like, I know we're going to talk about it in the tour, but that song has so many, like, vocal parts. There's, like, a, a woman who sounds like an opera singer. Like, maybe it's just, like, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and I guess. But, like... But they can pull it off if they wanted to. Maybe. I don't know what the deal is
1: with that. That totally, yeah. Okay, well, let, let's, let's table that discussion for that episode.
2: This first That'll episode.
1: This is this is a mess, but it's a wonderful mess.
2: But it's good. I like I like going off on a tangent. We'll come, we'll talk about end of the tour because here's God, of maybe of all their songs that like to me like evokes there's something so emotional and like bittersweet and sad yeah. about ending you and I have toured. Like in various yeah. capacities. Mm-hmm. Not together, but I mean we've both and there's something about anything coming to an end, like Getting home, that's like you're happy to get home, but you're sad a thing is over. Yep. And it's just such a sweet little sad song that's like, I love listening to it anytime. Boy, if I get broken up with End of the Tour <laughs> is on my playlist. They're like, it is. It's the end of the tour for me and you, Jennifer. It's oh. like, yeah, um, it is. It is
1: very. Kind of like almost that like nostalgia, like right in the moment where you're like, oh, remember two weeks ago on the first night of the tour? That was great.
2: (laughs) And I think there's a lot of metaphorical stuff happening in that uh, song, probably. But just like just the overall emotion it invokes. It's I love it so much. I could listen to that song all day.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm looking at the lyrics right now um interstate ninety one I don't know if that's on the East Coast or what I didn't look that up um
2: I should know that
1: uh did did you see a tale of two Johns a gigantic a tale of two Johns documentary? oh yeah,
2: years ago, years and years ago yeah,
1: that's even really old at that point. Someone needs to make another one that came out in two thousand and two I think that movie um and you remember how there were like um actors that would like read a little bit of the lyrics <laughs> like poetry. <laughs> <laughs> i think i think michael mckeon or harry shearer actually was the one who read these lyrics and i don't like that part of the movie i think it's very cheesy at least the way they present it i don't know and Do i you love think the Mickey it Giants seems lyrics. like they're making
2: fun of it or something like or like this no dumb, i or? don't
1: know i think i think the fact that they're trying to make it too serious is weird uh,
2: i don't know
1: okay i don't know um, yeah, never to part since the day we met out on Interstate in
2: 91. Interstate
1: 91. I was bent, bent metal. metal. Oh, you were a flaming wreck <laughs> when, when we, we met on the over... overpass.
2: When... Yeah, so, I can't remember.
1: It's about an accident. I wanted to try to a, do it. So. An actual accident or a metaphorical accident. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe they're even talking about their... I mean, it, with them, it could be so many things. And I should have looked this up, but it could be... Uh, a metaphor for something else that happened or they're very good at like doing a metaphor but also taking it literally if you know what I mean
1: yeah could go both ways
2: yeah like or like doing something that's metaphorical but then taking it to the next level where they're literally talking about the thing that is the, so which is one of the reasons yeah. I love them
1: there's a lot of van accidents that they hear about or people getting their vans yeah. broken into <laughs> Uh the engagements are booked through the end of the world, so we'll meet at the end of the tour. Um it could, you know, this it could also be about you know missing your family or families missing you when you're out on tour. Cause being a musician, someone who's making it, you know, and it's their living. The money is in touring, you know, in T-shirts and stuff like that. It's not in albums. You know, you make the new albums so that you have songs to tour on and people come see you again. Um, Damn, I got to
2: make T-shirts, Greg. That's what I've learned being on tour, by the way. yeah, Everyone wants a T-shirt.
1: It should just be your face and then you could wear it and it would be like kind of how Steve-O from Jackass has a tattoo of himself on his back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Being on, like... Yeah, I totally get that feeling of being sad. And, like, right now, I'm out for, like, three weeks or something, which is a long time to be away from, like, you know, and uh, my partner, she's, like, uh like kind of depressed about her work and stuff. Like, oh. she's been working a lot, and, like, she's will, like, call, and we'll talk every day, you know, but it's like, oh, I want to be on tour. I love being on tour, but I also, yeah. like... So it's like that whole, the song so encompasses that feeling of like, I love being on tour, but it also makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. Like, It's bittersweet, and and the song
1: definitely captures that feeling. Yeah, and one one of the coolest things about the Amapy Giants is you could have so many interpretations i mean they have a lot of songs about very specific things especially when you get into their kids albums that are specifically about scientific things or whatever else but right, on their right. grown-up albums there's a lot of room for interpretation and that's you know some of my favorite lyricists It's that you know you can apply it to yourself right now you're on tour so that's cool Yeah, yeah, yeah. this might have been i might have mentioned this before i was actually recording but on uh the they might be giants wiki you can vote uh rank um they might be giant songs and uh i had i can't I,
2: believe this is number five it's That blows number f- my mind
1: number five out of 874 now i'm clearly missing a lot of songs because i made a spreadsheet for people to reserve their spots on this podcast what songs they want to talk about and my spreadsheet currently only goes to let's see i've got 526 rows <laughs> On this spreadsheet, but apparently I'm missing like 300 songs. What? <laughs> How? That's a lot of songs.
2: There's so many songs. I think they're
1: including I all the dial-a-song ones. I believe this song
2: is that popular, because I didn't. I had no idea that people were that into this song. Yeah, I felt like it wouldn't even,
1: yeah. It would make my top 100 of theirs. I mean, I love all, the, I, I'm trying to find songs that I don't like, which is hard to do, to do episodes about songs where I would be critical of them, because I don't want this podcast to be a total love fest. Now, we both consider them our favorite band, so obviously, very yeah, positive yeah. angle on these songs for these episodes, but that's fine. But number five, uh, you know what, let me yeah, see. It's very surprising. Let me see what's ahead of it.
2: Uh, uh is I mean is Anna Ng number 1 I feel like that's just a huge fan favorite like everyone Let me see. I mean that's got to be one they play almost every night. Um yeah. What's the other thing? Uh, oh, so um a friend of mine uh does a podcast where people come on and defend bands who people hate. Nice. And he had, he did a They Might Be Giants. I was very jealous. I wanted to do the They Might Be Giants episode so bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, you ready for so the ranking?
2: I am ready for the ranking.
1: Number one uh, is not Anna Ng. That is number two. Can you guess what number one is?
2: Uh, maybe it's Particle Man, just because like, so many people are nostalgic about it.
1: Nope.
2: Our Istanbul... N- or nope. birdhouse in your soul. Those there are my guesses. Birdhouse Bird,
1: is, Bird number house one. is number one. Anna Ing is two. Don't let start is three. Doctor Worm is four, and end of the tour is five.
2: Uh, uh, yeah. all great. I you can't argue with any of those. Those are all like strong, strong contenders. Yeah.
1: But uh, definitely, I I veer towards some different songs than most. Apparently, because like spiraling shape being number ten, like that seems really high to me.
2: Oh, I love Spiraling Shake. Well, I Factory do, too. Factory Showroom is my favorite. What's it? Factory Showroom is probably my favorite album. It's definitely my favorite I'm, album. I there.
1: would have guessed that being that, yeah, in, at that tribute show. Yeah, I picked like three songs. Yeah, three, three songs were off that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I kind of forced, I was in a band at the time called The Sinkholes, and those guys were not into They Might Be Giants, but I kind of forced <laughs> them into that show. You and I loved them so much. Yeah. And I was like, you guys, we're doing this. We're doing these. Yeah, we're doing
1: it with Greg on keyboards, and I did accordion on Dr. Worm.
2: Ah, which yeah. Which is super cool.
1: Super cool. I just messaged you with a link. I want you to listen to a little bit of this cover. Um, a band called Hotel Lights covered the end of the tour. And so I sent you that link So go ahead and message
2: me on Facebook?
1: Yes, so listen to just a little bit of that And and give me some of your first reactions to that Because I just heard it this morning I'll drop in a little clip here There's a girl with a crown
0: and a scepter Who's on WLSD And she says that the scene isn't what it's been And she's thinking of going That it's old and it's totally over now And it's old and it's over, it's over now And it's over, it's over, it's over now I can see myself At the end of the tour When the road disappears If there's any ground, And if you're still around, then we'll meet at the end of the tour. The engagements are booked through the end of the world, so we'll meet at the end of the tour. Never depart since the day we met, out on Interstate 91. I was bent metal, you were a flaming red, when we kissed at the overpass.
1: So the song, the original song, is a very gentle kind of song. You know, it kicks in with some distorted guitars uh, later in the song, Um, but it's very gentle. Now, this band Hotel Lights, who I'd never heard of before, but apparently there's a tribute compilation called Hello Radio, the songs of They Might Be Giants. I'll be checking out more of those. Uh, This band Hotel Lights makes it very uh kind of a chill indie kind of vibe and drums do come in later but they come in at like a halftime beat so like if you skip ahead to like maybe a minute in you'll hear the drums enter but so there's acoustic guitars and piano which are are in the original but they're played in slightly different uh slightly different vibe so it's not a drastically different cover but it it takes it almost down another notch as far as uh energy level and makes it maybe you know i think it's a decent cover makes it even Gives it even a, a boost okay. of that nostalgic feeling Because it, it's so uh, Low key I suppose
2: Oh yeah I actually have this album Oh you do? So you've heard this before You know I got it years ago Oh yeah it's so aching And heartbreaking Right.
1: It's like a bright eyes kind of style Skip ahead to where the drums come in. Tell me what you think about uh, the changed drum beat.
2: Yeah, even the drums are very like slow and like yeah,
1: takes a of time.
2: Yeah, this guy sounds suicidal. <laughs> But I love it. I mean I also love the Decemberist, so if you're gonna be suicidal on a song, I'm gonna love it.
1: Yeah, I think it is a bright eyes kind of vibe. It's almost like the indie emo kind of thing. Yeah, that's great. so it's it's good.
2: It's a good cover. Um it's a it's a great song. Um, yeah, just the part where he says, it's over, it's over, it's over. Like, he <laughs> keeps saying that. It's like, oh, you're breaking my heart.
1: Yeah, that was the only cover I could find. And you'd think for a song that's number five among They Might Be Giants fans that I would have found a shitload of covers. Um, but that's... I'm kind of upset.
2: I don't want it to be number. I want, I want to be like, oh, I like the stuff other people don't like. But I guess that's like a super popular <laughs> choice yeah it's it's
1: a great song and it's definitely a closer i couldn't see that being at any other point in the track list it's got to be the last song you know, yeah i i
2: totally agree with that
1: yeah so also- um speaking of rankings we're not so much going to rank they might be giant songs on this podcast but i do want you to give it a score so obviously this is um you know your opinion and you right. can rank it however crazy high you want. But what I want to do, since they might be giants, are uh, on the nerdy side of things. I think we're going to use out, uh, be out of ten. But you don't just have to give it a whole number. Like you could go like nine and seven eighths if you're like, oh, it's right. it's almost a perfect song. So you're not so much ranking it against other songs, but like just how much do you like it? What do you think? What are you gonna What are you gonna score this
2: out of ten? It's hard for me to not give it a 10 because it's one of my favorite songs by my favorite band. There's nothing they can do to make it better, in my opinion. You know what? I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 10. All right. Like, I'm just going to go straight up 10. I'm not going to even 9.9 it. I'm just going to straight up 10. To me, it's like, it's a perfect song. There's nothing more
1: I want from it. Cool Um, Yeah, so I, you know, being the host of this podcast And I'll be on every episode I'm thinking long-term and trying not to give too many You can't give everything a ten Right, then the scoring would be meaningless um, but yeah. like I'm trying to think about what songs would I give like a one to none? I, I you know, I don't yeah. know. Uh I've got a friend coming on to talk about uh Rabid Child, and that is just a very interesting song. So the scoring on that will that's be That's
2: not a ten for me. That's that'll a be fun hard. song, but it's definitely not a ten. Yeah, that'll be hard to score.
1: Mind. So for end of the tour, I'm gonna give it eight and one fifth. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's fine. Yeah. Cause an an eight out of ten is really good. Um, but like, I was thinking about it this way. If I make a, they might be giants playlist just to listen to on a road trip or something. And I don't want it to be like four hours long. You know, if I'm actually trying to narrow it down, Uh this song, I sometimes forget about every time I hear it. I love it, but it, you know, it might not make a playlist, you know, it wouldn't necessarily make every playlist I make, you know, that I create. So I'm going to give it a eight and one fifth. David Ritten here
2: gave it a perfect 10. I'm giving it a perfect 10. Like, I thought about it. I was like, should I give it something lower? And I'm like, no. I feel very strongly about this song that it's a a
1: 10.
2: Yeah. For sure. It's a great song. So, um,
1: yeah, I haven't even gotten shit set up to get this onto iTunes. I've got our dude Adam White from Punk News. Thank you to him for handling the coding and all the various shit that I don't like to deal with. So um, this will be up on oh, one iTunes. One thing I want to
2: make sure to say before yeah. we end is when I, just to finish that thought about the, the the podcast where people go on and talk about oh, yeah, defend yeah. bands that sometimes uh, I just want. So one thing they do is do a playlist of like six songs to be like, these are the songs. And uh, the host of the podcast then like talk about, or they rank the songs that they liked. Uh-huh. And they they give it a score, and the only song they didn't like on the playlist was Stompbox. So I'm very excited to hear, to talk about that. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, well we'll be talking. That's why again. I brought it
2: up earlier to be like they didn't like.
1: Oh yeah, Stomp sorry. Stompbox is a real I, anomaly. I think I jumped in there and, and cut you off, sorry. Um, so we will uh, be talking again about Stompbox, also off John Henry, and then we'll talk about the bells are ringing off of Factory Showroom. I will be spreading these episodes... That's an 11. Apart. I will, <laughs> I'll be spreading these episodes apart uh, to mix up the co-hosts that I have. Um, sure, sure. And I have no idea what order I'm going to post these in, but... If you like the podcast, subscribe on iTunes. It will be on iTunes by the time people are actually hearing this. Uh, you can also listen to it on punknews.org. We have a little streaming thing there. Uh, so nice. check out punknews.org. Check out my other podcast, Best Midwestern, about Midwest music. We're doing a state-by-state. State, uh, every every month we're talking about the music of a state uh, we've already done Indiana. That's a very, Michigan, they might be giants thing, <laughs> right? Uh, it's like Linnell's, uh, solo album. Yeah. State songs. Yeah. Yeah. We've done Indiana, Michigan, Iowa, and tomorrow we are recording. Well, it won't be tomorrow when this, when people are fucking listening to this. Uh, so, uh, our Missouri episode will be out as well by the time people are hearing this. So, uh, rank us on iTunes, but only if you're going to give it a perfect ranking. Uh, <laughs> Like 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah, or five stars or whatever the fuck. Uh, so anything last to to plug? When is your next uh, you know, comedy gig or DJ gig or hosting gig, uh, Mr. David Britton? Where would they find out about your, your tour dates? Where would they go online? Oh,
2: you know what? Uh, I'm going to post. I'm so bad at keeping them up to date. But go to davidbrittoncomedy.com. My first album is on there. It's a it's a split I did with Kent Carney from Louisville. Kent is super funny. We each did 25 minutes, put nice. out a split. Cool. And I'll put my new one. My new album is, uh, the new EP is 20 minutes. It's called uh, Meanwhile at Myrtles. That just came out. And I'll make sure, I need to get that on my website too. My website is out of date, but you can find out about me there. I, I and... think by the time
1: this posts, you, you should get it up there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll have it up there. So just go to com or get on Bandcamp and search for David Britton and both my uh EPs or whatever are on there and I'd love it if you got them. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. oh, wait. No, I remember. <laughs> this is the most important thing. Yes. Uh a few months ago for maybe 4 months ago now, I got a little drunk And I got online, and I saw the URL storiesaboutwizards.com was available. (laughs) So I bought that shit, and every week since, I have posted a new wizard story. For the love of God, please read them so I don't feel like I'm shouting into a void. Give me that website one more time. It's storiesaboutwizards.com dot <laughs> com. There's a bunch of wizards, and some good, some really great artists have done art for it too. Like nice. just put up some. So hey, it's my stuff. favorite thing in the world to do. No one, cool. I don't know if anyone cares about it, but me. But it's my favorite thing to do. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. So
2: if you would read them, it would make me happy. We'll you, in the audience, but also you, Greg.
1: So <laughs> Go read. Them. I w- I will. So do you have a Twitter or Instagram or s- stuff that people should follow to to keep up with you?
2: Uh, Yeah, if you go to my website, my Facebook and Twitter and maybe my Instagram now are all on there. Uh, I think it's at Lasersource. It's definitely at Lasersource with a Z on Twitter. Maybe the Instagram. God damn it, Greg. I don't know anything about myself. (laughs) I'm not even a big fan. See, you were giving me shit for not having the newest They Might Be Giants album and saying I'm a huge fan. I don't even know about myself. I don't even know how to find out stuff about myself.
1: I forgot my middle name.
2: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for being on,
1: David. And uh, I'm going to go check out some shit about Wizards. And
2: yeah, that would be that would that should be the URL (laughs) some shit about wizards.
1: (laughs) And thanks everyone for listening to the first recorded uh, episode of This Might Be a Podcast. If you'd like to reach us, we're on Twitter at This Might Be a Pod. You can email us this might be a pod at gmail.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail. Call us at 224 801 2930 and we might play your uh voicemail on the next episode so uh
2: on a personal note i i miss you buddy it's good this was nice just to get to talk and hang out again
1: this was super fun and that's part of my excuse you had to talk to people that are i mean i'm in lafayette i have a lot of old friends from all over and i have like eight other people already lined up you were the first one that got to do it so thank you for being a part nice. of the mess that was this first episode and it's a little feel long very special but that's fine it's a little long of an episode I probably won't edit out too much because it's funny um, uh-huh. you know a little look behind the curtain so uh, yeah man good to talk to you and I will talk to you again about Stompbox and the bells are ringing okay I'm excited thanks buddy yeah alright see you later Bye. everybody these were the people
0: opened the door and expelled all the people this was the vehicle these were the people you opened the door and expelled all the people this was the vehicle i the